Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Eddie coming to you live from Orange County, California. It was a beautiful day today. It was. It needs to be a little bit warmer. A little warmer. <laughs> but driving chilly. around today, I just saw a little bit of the blue skies and the clouds. And as I have been talking to the men's group and kind of to myself, is that just seeing God in, in so much, um, with, with so much clarity now. <clears throat> nice. Everything. Even cars. <laughs> I know this seems strange, but God created the men and gave them the hands and the technology and the, the the mental capacity to create to create some of the old cars, convertibles. Just, oh my gosh! God, you created created a great car there. Nice. <laughs> it like a '67 convertible or a convertible Mustang. Oh. God was so good with these cars. And so was Ford. I wonder if Ford was a believer. Should we not go down this road? <laughs> go to Resurrect Ministry. Hey, where do we go? Resurrectministry.com. What are they going to find there? All of our content. What else should they do while they're there? Uh, maybe send us an email. We answer those directly. If they're so inclined to donate, could do that too. <laughs> hey, do you remember those old... Uh, answering machines that were tape. Sure. They, they connected to your phone, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you probably could do it with your phone, but it's not, I don't know. I've not heard anybody do it. But when you're at home uh -huh. with your husband or your significant under, other, um, did you ever do one of those? Hello, this is Hedia. Hello, this is Bob. Hello, uh, we are not here right now. And you take turns saying the sense. Have you ever done that? So that you could decide who's going to record it, you mean? <laughs> no. So that when somebody calls, they hear, hi, this is Mary. Hi, this is Joe. No, you never did that? No. Did any of you do that? That's just what it reminded me of when I was asking you questions about uh, Resurrect Ministry. Huh. But see, if you never did it, nor ever heard it, then it's hard for you to understand what the heck I was talking about. <laughs> it would have been, you would have done that. <laughs> you would have found it to be so funny. Come on, I want people to admit that they did that. I, I did that did the whole thing and I, it, it didn't last long. No, no. It's like wearing the same clothes as a couple. Oh, yikes. Yeah. It's just, That's like, it, it seems like a good idea to get outside. Oh, and you no. see one of your friends or something like that at the They're market. Like, are you guys wearing matching PJ bottoms? <laughs> no, I no, saw that no. Today. I saw that today. Did you? Yes. That's funny. You should say that. Oh, all right. Now back to the devotional. Hedia always trailing off. We're reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional for May 29th, The Mirror of Faith. The uh, reference is James 1.25, which says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful bearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Amen. I think you might need to explain that to me later on. Uh, the scripture reading is Daniel 3.10-30. through 30. And it says, God's word is from everlasting to everlasting. His word cannot fail. God's word is true. And when we rest in its truth, what mighty results we can get. Faith never looks in the mirror. The mirror of faith is the perfect law of liberty. To the man who looks into this perfect law of God, all darkness is removed. He sees his completeness in Christ. There is no darkness in faith. Darkness is only in nature. Dark. Darkness exists when the natural replaces the divine. 
Grace and peace are multiplied to us through a knowledge of God and Jesus Christ. As we really know our God and Savior, we will, pe- we will have peace multiplied to us like the multiplied fires of 10,000 Nebuchadnezzars. Our faith will increase even though we are put into a den of lions, and we will live with joy in the middle of the whole thing. What was the difference between Daniel and the king of that, that night when Daniel was put into the den of lions? Daniel's faith was certain, certain, but the king's was experimental. The king came around the next morning and cried, Daniel, servant of the living God, has, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? Daniel answered, my God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths. How cool is that? The, the, the thing was done. It was done when Daniel prayed with his windows open toward heaven. Prayer links us to our lovely God, our abounding God, our multiplying God. Oh, I love him. He is so wonderful. The thought for today, all our victories are won before we go into the fight. Yeah. Fantastic. That was amazing. Yep. Have anything that jumps out at you right away that you want to talk about? No. Really? <laughs> what about you? You know, it's so interesting. Before we went on, uh, I was watching uh, Fox News. And tonight they're running a, a little bit of a special. It's a competition between Army Rangers. And oh, go- that was a special. I thought that was like a regular show they yeah. have. Okay. Yeah, just um, It's going to be on for a period of time. But it's on, I guess, just on Saturdays for now. Um, and probably Fox Nation. But it's this competition that these teams of army rangers, I don't know how many there are. I wasn't paying that close of attention in the beginning. There's probably like eight, six to eight on each team and they compete against each other. And so yesterday we were talking about preparedness and one of those things that you, you need to be prepared for in the, the midst of something that may get you killed is you need to pre- be prepared with your relationship with God. Yes. That that is one of those things that's going to, carry you through the times of fearfulness first and foremost yes the second is training yes because you don't want to go into a situation that you've never experienced before the best that you can now it's hard to replicate the two true stress of being actually shot at but you know with with certain types of you know methods and actors and things like that you can get somebody pretty close i know i know that i have so when i was watching that and thinking about our devotional today is that I mean, if we have God in our life dwelling inside us and preparing us through the teachings of the Bible, and we just, all we have to do is follow, follow the Bible, follow him, read it. It is a manual for everything. And then put it into action every day. Pray, try to disciple somebody if you can, even if it's the kids or, you know, all that type of stuff. And you're just putting into practice on a regular basis. That's that's what these army rangers have done to prepare for this competition. Oh, but great. we're doing it in the sense of real life. This stuff comes up all the time, random stuff. Yes, you wake up all in a good mood, and then wow, something something happens. Yes, the kid says something wrong, or whatever. But the preparation for those moments is what's going to help us get through them and get the, through them more smoothly every day as we continue. Never stop. You never stop training. You never stop learning. Um, the next time it'll be better. And the next time after that, it'll be even better. But with practice and God, 
inside you, beside you, around you, on top of you, in front of you, your rear guard. Got, Good to go. Got nothing to worry about. You're going to get through just about anything. Fantastic. It's not going to be easy. It may hurt. But in the end, glory to God. Amen. Sorry, that's, that's what I had. It wasn't much. That was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here. Hey, Jan French. We watched that. Yes, that was cool. Um, I, I'm a little bit delayed. I haven't, I had to push pause. So I haven't got through the whole thing. Ah, oh, the Ranger show. The Ranger show. Okay. Yep. Uh, you want to read the, the scripture? Absolutely. Then, uh, because I think the scripture is another one of those pieces of, um, those pieces in the Bible, <laughs> one of those, uh, you know, one of the, one of the great stories and we shouldn't call them stories. Events. Events. Um, one of the great events in the Bible that means more now than it ever did before. Like, it's just like, oh my gosh, there's so much to this that I never thought. I just kept thinking how crazy it is that somebody had to jump in a fire. <laughs> That's all I thought. Didn't think much after that. But it's Daniel 3, 10 through 30. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold and that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold that you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summons Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipes, and all kinds of music, if if you will be ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Talk about not having fear. No. This is one of my favorite passages of scripture. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. And I think the Lord's making a point by telling you how much clothing they're wearing that should be able to catch fire. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look. I see four men walking around on the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out. Come here. 
So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, prefects, the governors, and the royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed, singed, nor their robes scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. And Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into a pile of rubble for no other god can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Mm. So good. Interesting how they had us repeat their names like 80 times yeah. in that story. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I should ever forget their names at no. this point. Right? Well, we have the one pastor whose name is Shadrach. Shadrach. Yeah. I just, Meshach and Abednego I have a, I yeah. struggle it with. It kind of rolls off the tongue, though. It's kind of, a, kind of like when you were singing about the instruments. Right? There was so so much talent there. Uh, The one thing that I know for sure what he's talking about is it says where his, their robes were not scorched and there was no smell of fire on them. I was just at the men's barbecue at your blood and friends church. I smelled that barbecue all the way home. (laughs) So it's hard to imagine that they got thrown into the fire and came out with not even a smell of smoke. Fantastic. What kind of of God is that? It's like, same God of you and me. So spectacular. And then the other que- the question I have for you is when he says that the fourth man looked like the son of our, of the gods. I think he said, he said, so it's right. a, a lot of people believe it's a Christophany. It's a uh, appearance of Christ. So what do you think that looked like? How, how does it, he saw these three, I'm, I'm thinking of a black silhouette of men and the fire all around them and them just standing there going, like looking at themselves. And then the fourth guy standing there with a robe and this little glow, the glow on top of the fiery glow. Right. It had to be pretty bright. They were all glowing, I think. So that's what I, that's what I picture. What, what do you think that, what do you think it is that he saw where he dis- was able to distinguish between the three men? Oh, and- something majestic. I, I don't know what it was wearing, but some of the gods, I presume it had some kind of cloak that distinguished it from the other three men who were in robes and turbans and, I gotcha. Good day, Kate. Good day, Kate. See ya. Can't wait to meet those guys in heaven, Daniel, too. Yes. Amen. There's some very cool people from the Bible. What do you think about this particular part of scripture? Besides the, the names, Nebuchadnezzar. You got Nebu- Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. I mean, it's a, it's a very prominent part of the Bible. And I think for us, particularly relevant because... When they say, uh, you know, they pull up Romans 13, I think it is. And they say, obey authority. We're not supposed to, we're not supposed to fight. We're not supposed to do anything. And it's like, what are you talking about? The Bible's replete with stories of people who came against ruling authority when the, when the authority was telling you to do something other than worship God or was interfering with your worship of God. And Daniel's one of the greatest stories ever. And I love the way these three were like, Oh, God will rescue us. And even if he doesn't rescue us, we're still not going to worship what you worship. Like, so do whatever you want. You know what I mean? I love that about them. I love that response. 
and I know I'm asking you all kinds of questions that you may not know the answer to, but <laughs> when he, they said that um, their God, that the God was going to rescue them, um, do you think that they knew that, that they would survive the fire or that, were they talking about being rescued into heaven? Yeah, I don't think they, I don't think to them it made a difference. I don't think they had an exact plan of how, I don't think that they thought they would go into a fire, and not burn. Yeah. I can't imagine. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that there's no other scripture where they would have read that. It's same like Daniel. See, there's a point at which faith becomes so complete that the line between life and death is, is a hair. So, like, so when Daniel went into the lion's den, they said Daniel's faith was complete when he opened the window to pray. Like, there's vic- for him, the victory was guaranteed. It didn't matter if it was in this life or the next. He knows where he's going. So I think it's for these guys, it's the same thing. It's like, I, do what you want. And we don't care. Because either way, we're either going to be blessed because God's going to do something miraculous, or we're going to be blessed because we're going to be with God. So to them, it didn't matter whether it was on earth or in heaven. It takes us back to our story yesterday with the lady with the goiter. Right. Gee, I'm, I'm healed. Right. Yeah, but you got the, no, I'm healed. Right. Absolutely. Like they said about Paul when he says uh, at the end, uh, I can't remember, one of the, the last letters that he wrote, he says, and I, I know I run my race and I've completed and I shall have a victor's crown. And they're like, Paul, you're going to be decapitated tomorrow, you know? And he's like, that, I'm not decapitated in paradise, in heaven. What are you talking about? I'm going to have my head, you know? So all he was thinking about is that he'd have the crown of life and he'd have the victor's crown, you know what I mean? So it's a cool place to be. Uh, uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs over at Calvary Chapel, uh, Chino Hills, where we were uh, this morning, as we most often are on Sunday mornings. Um, I do... I do love to be reminded in the detail that Jack went over today of what kind of person Saul was before he became Paul. Just that he was the best at murdering Christians and, and just a treacherous, treacherous terrorist terrorist. And that he's like, it was like today's ISIS, but only worse. Yeah. Um, that God used even him. You Amen. Know, and I, I love that reminder all, all the time when I'm not. Because then you think it's not. Well, wow. Well, yeah. I'm not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty bad, but I'm, I'm not that not, bad. Not that bad. So um, they, they talk about how arrogant is it to think that God can't even save, uh, you know, somebody like me. Yes, you think right. He created the universe, but he didn't. You think you're that that spectacularly bad? Exactly. You're that good at being bad that he can't uh, rescue you, save right? You, forgive you for your sins. Wow. Remember uh, anything else that jumped out at you today about uh, today's message or? Um, no, I just, I, he, he went through a really good explanation of what all is forgiven. So what, once we know we are forgiven and we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, he's saying our lives should reflect that in the following ways. One, we should be galvanized into action. We should feel a sense of anointing over our lives, right? And that um, we should be galvanized and the sense of anointing. And then the last one was that ordained. Like 
having uh, deputized in, in the earthly sense. So it's not just knowing I have this anointing, but we've been commissioned to go forward. Like, here's your badge, here's your gun, go mm. protect the streets, you know? And uh, I just thought that was really beautiful. Uh, yeah, Kate uh, watched Jack today and said that um, there was a fabulous explanation of Paul. Yay! Sure was. I like that Danielle noticed that too. She's like, I was thinking the same thing about why we were repeating their names so much. Yeah, it was a little, <laughs> it's a little intense. I don't know what that was about. Uh, I had my Bible study ladies. Uh, they had said something the other day that seemed commonsensical, but yet has struck me where they said every word in the Bible matters. And so we shouldn't overlook measurements, numbers, genealogy, and say, well, I don't know what that is, so I'm just going to keep reading. That we should constantly be asking ourselves, why? Why is it there? Why is it there? And and that's what I thought of when I read that. I was like, why is God doing that? Like, gotta be a reason. Yeah, there's got to be a reason. may not understand it, but I think when we put certain questions in our heart, he answers them. So we shouldn't be skipping the, the long listed names like Mark. Driscoll did the other day. Did he skip it? Yeah, he just, he was reading whatever he was reading. I forget uh -huh. what. Because he's in Genesis. And he said, and then God said, and talked to, and he, they, then a bunch of people with weird names. And then he went down, <laughs> down to three or four. Well, and they used that example scriptures. in particular. And they said, interestingly enough, when you read about, because we're in Ezekiel and we're learning about, you know, the genealogy of the, the priests of Zedek. And um, they come from the line of the Levites. And you suddenly find yourself going back to those genealogy paragraphs and being like, okay, wait a minute. I need to understand where they came from. And you wouldn't do that until you read something that references a name that you should, that implies that you should have known what that is. Mm -hmm. And so then when you do a word search, you're like sons of Zadok. And you're like, ah, okay. So he explained this back in Chronicles. You know, or Leviticus, and you go back and you read it, and you're like, oh, he was the son of Epsilon, that was a good priest, and who supported the uh, who supported the king of Judah at a time when everybody else was corrupt. So, flash forward in the millennial kingdom, that dude's descendants get to serve Jesus. Everything in God's economy is perfectly organized. There, are, there is nothing random. There is nothing that surprises God. I mean, can you imagine? He writes a text that's 4,000 years old that should be relevant in 5,000 years because we're not even in the millennial kingdom yet. <laughs> but in 5,000 years, it's going to be relevant. And people are saying, oh, that's impossible. How could, you know, how could it be these? This is allegorical. But... I think we're going to see it. People thought that was ridiculous or allegorical or symbolic when it came to Israel being made in a day. And look, that happened. Right. Marveling at the, at the wondrous nature of God, folks. You know, it's, um, you're really good at remembering names in a story. Like if we're watching television, I'll say what's, I'll ask what that, what that character's name is. And you go, I can't remember people's names. I, I did. You can't. I'm not good at it. Oh, really? No. No, you can. I, is that yeah. weird? 
So that's the hardest part I have with the Bible is remembering what I, you know, I ask all the time. Was that Paul or Peter? They both start with P, so it confuses me. <laughs> is that Peter or Paul? Not the band. Yes. Um, <laughs> a lot of people, when you first re, like trying to absorb the Bible, that's yeah. one of the first things that happens. You're like, oh. Paul or Peter, Paul or Peter. And then you start to learn their voice. Then you can remember who it was. Oh, that's good. Look at you. Another hot tip there. Write that one down. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, I, I just so admire and, people that can just say, oh, well, you know, when John said, like, what? I, can't, I, can't, I, don't, I don't know if that's Old Testament or New Testament. You got to get you. you <laughs> this is about the season. You should be doing the 365 day Bible. I think it'll have a whole new. Right, I'm doing it right now. It'll be a whole new universe for you now. You may have read the Bible a thousand times, but now it's going to be different. You'll see. I have this homicide case where I had the suspect. I'm not going to say his name. I almost said his name. A suspect and the uh, victim, the deceased person. Yes. And I and one of them owns the property. One of them was renting the property. And I don't. I can't tell you how many times I had to go back to the beginning to find out which one was which. Because later on, it would say, "Well, then, Mr. Akers." Uh, I don't know if it was who it was. Uh, so I'm just so horrible at at I, that of character. I, memorization i guess that's the best thing I can yeah i think the lord's just giving me this for the bible because i can literally stand there listening to a person tell me their name and say to myself i want to remember this person's name and still walk away and forget it <laughs> up here earlier uh kate said we are to obey authorities honor their positions but when they when that authority challenges god's authority that's when we get to choose <laughs> jen called me a jogger Hedgehog. <laughs> Hedgehog. What was it like for you reading the Bible for the first time? It was miraculous. So I didn't, uh, other than, you know, sometimes in a hotel room, I, I didn't read the Bible until I met Christ. So it was, it, it unfolded like a, um, like something out of a movie. It was, it was Fantastic. Was it, was it one of those, like, there's certain books that I pick up and start reading and I can't, I have to finish the whole thing. Was yes, it like that? Kind of was. Mm. It was, it was a miraculous, like a magic carpet ride with God. <laughs> still, Which is appropriate. Yes. And still continues to be. You are a Persian princess. <laughs> so, yeah, because I mean, I, I if you understand it from a background point of view, I spent years studying Islamic jurisprudence. I spent years studying American legal jurisprudence. So when the Lord brings me his jurisprudence, my brain is wired. I think he's wired it to absorb it very quickly. There's, I, I understand context. I understand how to read, you know, um, religious law. And it's in context of a regular law. So I just think it, it was, besides the fact that he blessed me with the ability to understand it, mm -hmm. my life kind of positioned me to be able to understand it quickly. And he wanted me, and I had a profound sense he wanted me to understand it and understand it fast. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, that actually explains why you can only watch a movie once. Yes. I have to watch it more than 
ones <laughs> so that I know which characters. Are. I'm like done and dusted. I understand. I know what you did. So I know funny. who you are. I that's like, like, I think, I think that's unusual. All of you that are watching, do you, can you only watch a movie once and you will never watch it again? Eddie will not watch I, I a TV even... show. She won't even let me watch it for the second time. <laughs> no. that, I go, I want to watch it a second time. You go, no, I'm not making you watch it a second. I go, but I want to watch it a second time. No, you can't possibly want that. <laughs> but yeah, she will not watch a movie a second time. I watched the original Top Gun no less than 30 times. But I know of the movie Airplane, probably 60 times. That is so funny. Yeah. Actually, and the Bible... And stories of the Bible's topical sermons on a particular verse is literally the only subject I would allow be repeated <laughs> because I know there's going to be something new in it. Yeah. You know, otherwise I'd be like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting through that again. You know. <laughs> Daniel so, says, yeah, Daniel, like I watch movies over and over again. I can't do it. I bet you you watched um, uh, Greece, <laughs> The Notebook. <laughs> And American graffiti. American graffiti. I just pulled that one out of the out of my that was so rear random. pocket. I'll say. I bet you those are three movies you watch more than once. And I would I'll I'll have to say probably Flashdance. <laughs> Flashdance. What do you think to that, Danielle? Uh, I don't know if that was supposed to be a dig. Always, all of them. <laughs> Uh, and Titanic, am I wrong? You watched Titanic more than once? I, I could not. I don't even think I watched the whole Titanic. What? Once. I couldn't. It oh. was so boring. Remember, that's why I told you, like, whenever you tell me a story, I'm like, if it takes more than 10 minutes, I'm like, <laughs> like but I've lost Titanic, consciousness. What I got to say is that it's almost like four mini, four stories in one movie to me. Oh really? It, it, it seems it tells it's more distinct. Yeah, there's it's yeah. a little bit more distinct in these different characters and what they're going through and <laughs> Steel Magnolias and Forrest Gump. I could not. <laughs> Forrest Gump was another one I could not make I've it through that movie. Forrest Gump I was like through. banging my head on a table. I was like, "This is horrible." I'm with you on Forrest Gump. I've never. <laughs> I've seen him run. <laughs> that was it. That was all you needed to and see. That just might have been in a preview. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've never been able to sit through that. So I'm still Magnolias. How about that? I don't think I've seen that one. I have seen it. I know the names of both these movies and I know that they're popular movies, but I've not seen But it didn't strike me. That's a chick flick, right? Chick flick. Uh, you must have a photographic memory. Ish. I yeah, think for so. Some things you do and yeah, yeah. And some things you don't. It's, it's all him. <laughs> he chooses. He chooses what he wants me to remember. I can't believe you're not sick of me already. <laughs> you know what i had a truly out-of-body experience today that i could share um i was telling my daughter and she's like what's wrong mom and i said i and i have this occasionally i've told you this before where nothing looks familiar nothing feels familiar and nothing looks familiar i'm almost like in a um like i'm i'm experiencing somebody else's life isn't that weird it's so foreign to me that i'm i feel like i'm living somebody else's life and that is uncomfortable oh yeah numbing or horribly uncomfortable <laughs> 
because <laughs> we didn't see much of each other today. We we saw each other at church, and then it, we yeah. parted ways for five or six hours. Yes, which is not usual for us. We're we're around each other a lot. Yeah, which is very unusual for me. I can't stand <laughs> being around people too long. No offense, uh, Danielle and Jan and whoever's watching. I can hang around you. It's just uh, yeah, I. I'm very much a loner. I used to go to movies by myself, bowling by myself. Me too. Um, bicycle rides, hiking, which isn't a good idea to never go hiking by yourself. But I used to do it. Right. Just so I don't talk to somebody. But tomorrow, you know, Danielle's in the news lost. Danielle Curtin has lost it. <laughs> and she says her, she left a note saying, Andy told me to go hiking by myself. Oh. Um, so what do we, what do we, what do we take from that? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, no you idea. can start with the 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 change from Islam to Christianity. No, it's never that. No, no. It's the it's it's life. It's the it's the unrecognizableness of life. But isn't My, this when this the, this new life started? Was, no, no. Three years before you. It's this life. My. Home is not familiar. My town is not mm. familiar. The friends, the people, like I just, none of it is familiar. So like even um, my relationship with Jesus is, it's not the same because it's ancient. So the relationship with Jesus is not new. It's ancient. It's from the beginning. He knew me before I was in my mother's womb. So that has a sense of ancientness to it. Um, it is the physical surroundings to me. And I, and I ask him about it. I'm like, why does this feel like this today, Lord? You know, like, why am I feeling so? Why does this feel like such a weird out-of-body experience? And some of the response, some of the the inclination I get is, is when you're a citizen of heaven of heaven you're a surgeoner in this world you're just passing through yeah and so uh there's a sense of him not wanting me to feel attached to things and places like don't don't something we talked about yesterday in theory which was uh don't judge life and standards by what's happening to you in the temporal because oh, it, yeah. you'll always be disappointed. You have to think of things in an eternal time scale. Mm -hmm. And so the more attached you are with, oh my God, I love my life. Oh my God, I love this. And this is great. And oh, what about that? Then everything, your perspective is, is abnormally colored by what happens to you in this earth. So when you're just a traveler, you're just kind of like, Kind of like just passing through, you know, yeah. like it's just a moment of time. I'm just kind of passing through here and it feels very, it very much feels like that. I don't know how to explain it. Sorry, uh, folks. I like that you use sojourner in a sentence. <laughs> I never would have known where to I could have said hitchhiker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love sojourner. <laughs> um, I can see that though. I can see, I mean, not me, not as much as you, but I've, I've reinvented myself 3000 times. I mean, really like from uh, a bus driver to, uh, you know, a police officer 
yes. canine handler, detective, and then sometimes it was in the helicopter. And you get it, then I, all of a sudden I'm a business owner training dogs. And then I'm married twice. Um, go from one kid living single with one kid, girl, <laughs> and then I get the sudden now I'm living sing, single with four, with five kids. Um, but this reinvention all the time, it's easier for me to get in these new situations and probably not have out-of-body experience, <laughs> out-of-sorts experience. <laughs> well, but, and also you've had some constants. Yeah. Your geographics are constant. Yeah. Your friends, you've had friends that are with you through the whole yeah. journey. So I was telling Zara this too, that there are certain things that anchor you, that serve as anchor posts. Uh, and it's family, friends, uh, geography, uh, or a continuation of jobs. Like even now, your, your version of a job is different than what you do mm -hmm. before, but the topic is the same. It's right. still dogs. Dogs. You know, so you could like depend on the dogs, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and me, it's like, even my, even the, the job is, Everything. is different, you know? So it's like just constantly hit the food is different. Everything. <laughs> Absolutely. I make a everything. Today. Yeah. yeah. It's just <laughs> the smells, the, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> The only thing I can relate to deep stuff, is, Kate's uh, like, yeah, deep, deep stuff. The only thing I can relate to is what I talked about yesterday or the day before, where I oh, I don't recognize a lot of this man. Yes, that's you know, beautiful. In, in the way that I think and process and make decisions based on asking God first. Yeah, which is so foreign, so beautiful, so odd. So that's I, that's where I kind of find myself like, who are you? Like, ah! what, the, what did you just? What did you just do? What'd you thought? do with Andy Pandy? You thought about asking your wife before doing something? <laughs> what is up with that? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's madness. Um, so, gosh. But Zara was really cute because she's like, I know, Mom, but I like it here. <laughs> I was like, of course you do, because you're 15. And I'm like, and you've got a good school, and you, you got a boyfriend. And and I was like, no, I'm like, you don't understand. When, you went to, when you're 50, in your 50s, and you suddenly change, it's just kind of like, oh, my God. It's like yeah. somebody's, somebody's making me learn how to ride a bicycle at 52 years old. <laughs> I don't want to learn how to ride a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, so funny. I was thinking of what it is I want to do that's new. Something else. I, I heard a guy... Uh, today talking about he became an astronaut but he came later in life and later it oh wow like that's hard later. to become an oh uh, i was gonna say 30 some guys start being over later but he thought about it he was something else first i think he was a dentist or a doctor oh. now he's gonna be an astronaut i was thinking i could be a, i could be an astronaut william shatner went up a rocket uh, uh, i forget i think it was bezos rocket william shatner went up in bezos's rocket yes uh, at 70 He's older than 70. I think he's wow. got to be in his mid-70s, maybe 80 years old. Wow. Yeah, he went up, uh, you know, outside oh, the like atmosphere. Oh, like a beep. Yeah, went up. Yeah. Okay. What was that? That's a beep. <laughs> <laughs> like that Instagram yeah. real life uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. they were talking about my that. prostate operation. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lovey, I yes. love you. You know that I love you. Absolutely. You know that... Um, God loves us. Amen. You know that we have great people that we're surrounded with. Yes. Daniel and Jan and Kate 
all the way all the way out there in Australia. All the way in Australia. Isn't and we got our other friends. So cool. You know, some of the friends that we see at church every so often. Yes. We had a funny time in church today with our friends. Oh yeah. Yes. But um just remember that there's a lot a lot of love around you. Especially in those days when things are kind of like out of out of sorts. Yes. You know who you know who's attacking me? Satan. <laughs> it just caused me that little I got a little scared when you were doing the oh, Islamic no. stuff. Come on. I wasn't doing That's Islamic good. stuff. I was speaking Arabic. It's a language. What's the difference? What do you what's the what? <laughs> oh Lord. What's the difference between something that's Islamic and Arabic, folks? Help me. Help me with this. <laughs> Arabic? Yeah. Is a somebody just put up a laughing face. <laughs> Arabic uh-huh. is a language. Okay. There are all kinds of people who speak Arabic. There's Coptic Christian Arabs. There are pagan Arabs. There are Muslim Arabs. There are what? Saudi, Emirati, Lebanese, Egyptian. St- all no one ever told me of, this before. All kinds of nationalities, all kinds of people that speak Arabic that are not Muslims. Wow. <laughs> Here, let me clean that up for you. <laughs> you're you're exacerbating my out-of-body experience right now, so stop it. Let's see what Kate has to say. I joined a Scottish pipe band playing a drum as I marched in my late 50s. Nice. Did you have an out-of-body experience, Kate? Uh, yeah, that's, what do you, that's so a good question, too. What do you guys want to do now that you're older? Is there something new you want to experience? Like, I want to do something, like, wild. Do something crazy. <laughs> you haven't done enough wild and crazy? <laughs> no, I, that's, I miss doing as much wild and crazy as I used to. Um, you know, one time I was on patrol and I got flagged down by this Asian guy uh, and his wife. I think it was a couple. And they're like waving me down on Harbor Boulevard, like around La Palma. And uh, actually, it was a Del Taco. I knew exactly to where I was. And they start speaking. Ding, ding, dong, ding, ding, dong. And I'm going, I'm going, I, is every, I go, are you okay? You know, you speak louder. Yeah. And you make your mouth. Are you okay? <laughs> and I go, ding, 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 ding. and I'm going, uh, and so back then we had to go to a payphone. <laughs> hello hello <laughs> had to go to the, the payphone i had to call dispatch wait first you had to get a quarter no we had we were able to call dispatch with the phones oh 911 we can tell them hey we're going to dial 911 oh, and then okay. they answer the phone so anyway um i asked for a translator we could hand back and forth the, the to the what phone. language chinese how do you know it was Chinese? Because I do. I knew the difference between Chinese and Japanese. And Korean and <laughs> well, Vietnamese. Yes, and I knew it was Chinese. I just knew. Oh, okay. I, and I think I might even said, are you Chinese? And they said, yes, that okay. they understood. And so um, I, it took a while. The AT&T translator finally comes on and she says, I can speak. Well, who's the start of this story again? Are we talking about languages? I mean, uh, yes. Okay. Languages. And so I had the phone. And they they're going they're going on and on and on and on and on. I'm thinking, wow, they got they must have got robbed. They must have all kinds of things. I, they they have me they go they have me the phone. So they take the phone. And she goes, I didn't understand a word. They say they speak Cantonese. I I, I speak Mandarin. Mandarin. 
See? <laughs> Can you find me a Cantonese word? Another 45 minutes to get the 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 the, the other one, whatever that one was. And you know what they you know what they you know what they wanted? McDonald's? <laughs> no, they were lost. They couldn't find Disneyland. They needed to know what where they go to find Disneyland. They didn't do the they didn't an hour like and a half that. an hour and a half later. If they just would have went like that, <laughs> you would have known the universal language of Mickey. You would have been you would have been set. You would have so saved yourself two the, hours. How it connects to your story is that I've had this problem for a very long time. Being ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I could. You walked right into that. I couldn't resist. It was. It was an open door, and I just stuck my foot through. Remember that list of people I gave you that love you? Yes, <laughs> just got like shorter. No, but Mary Kate said she didn't know either. So I'm ho I hope you, uh, the explanation helps. See, see, that's why I do this. I actually know the answer. I, I'm like an attorney. I never ask, ask a question I don't know the answer to, uh, but I ask the question to help our audience. Oh. You know how many times I've done that? A lot of my friends that I, I, I ask them questions, they know. <laughs> Jan, quit laughing. It's not funny. It's not that funny. No. Uh, oh boy yeah. hope i'm making you feel better thank my you my little schnuggums thank you schnuggums <laughs> all right Whew. anything else no you think you need to explain the, the difference between arabic and islam language islam doesn't <laughs> have a language it's like christian okay. we don't have languages that's a faith one's a faith and the other's a language is a language of what a people Arabic? it's not it's not a country it is a is like jewish ah uh, it's a race is it semitic so the semitic people are divided into arabs and jews and so um it is part of a racial category which is associated with a language and that encompasses like the countries I rattled off, you know, it's a, which used to, most of it used to be one territory until, you know, the West came and divided it up into, okay, this parcel's that and this parcel's this. And, um, but there's parts of North Africa that are also Arab speaking. So, um, but it has nothing to do with the religion. It just, the religion happened to start in Saudi Arabia, part of the Arab territories, but there are, 800 million Muslims that don't speak Arabic. Arab-speaking Muslims are only 20% of Islam. Oh. Yes, most people don't know that. The majority are Indonesians and Indians. I'm so glad I asked the question <laughs> and put myself out there. Yes. <sighs> so smart. You are. <laughs> Jennifer says, Hedia, you are so patient. Uh... <laughs> No one's ever said that to me before, Jan. Thank you. Kate says. I learned the Irish language, but most Irish don't speak it, so I get that. Oh, I didn't know that. See? I did not know that. I mean, <laughs> how do I not know that Irish people don't speak Irish? I was just coming up with something. I had no idea. Yes. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, because 
I tried to find as many people as I could to speak Irish to me, and the people like oh, we don't speak Actually, Irish. Actually, what is Irish? It's not a version of English with Celtic. the dialect. It's a Celtic, uh, you know, the, the ancient language of the the island. But it is. doesn't sound like English at all. No, it's not just it's the way actually, they speak with an a- no, accent. It's actually okay. it's very difficult. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, but on occasion, where I was in uh, in Ireland, it was like this old island type of thing. Um, there were more people once we got there that were kind of further away from the bigger cities in Ireland. Oh. So and the they speak it in was, everyday life, or they yeah, just was, they were sitting there at a bar talking. Oh, I can't even give you the even. I can't even a pretend version. Gaelic. 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 Fascinating. I think it's Celtic, but I actually meant Gaelic. <laughs> yeah, ancient, like old, very old. Neat. Yeah. Good. Thank you, Kate. We learn so much on these shows. We do. It's so amazing. We have a, a very uh, learned audience. <laughs> yes. Oh, there we go. So, um, should we tell people about the app? Yes. The go. app? You do. This what? Go to the Edify app. You'll get it uh, in the Apple Store or the Google Store, I think. And uh, what you'll be able to do is listen to some great podcasts, different Christian podcasters that are amazing. Yes. Uh, we're on there. I'm <laughs> not sure why, but if you go we'll on figure. there, you need to subscribe uh, so that uh, you know people know that you, you like watching the show. That would be awesome. So here's how you get it. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Right after we get off. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my friends, um, have a great um, evening. And, and a then, wonderful um, holiday. Yeah, a wonderful day tomorrow. Uh, praying for all the families who had uh, men or women that were in the armed forces that uh, lost their life. Yes. We would not be able to be able to fight for our freedoms uh, without them fighting for our freedom Amen. for us. And Kate says, thanks, guys. I love spending our votes with you. That's maybe one of her Gaelic words. <laughs> that must be Sunday. Oh, fantastic. Have a wonderful <laughs> evening. I miss you, Danielle. Maybe I can get a chance to talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. Awesome. All right. God bless. You. Bye. God bless,